Welcome to Hope in the Heartland, a podcast from Zeal Coaching, where we talk to you, our neighbors, about ways to take your life from ordinary to extraordinary. We'll also take some time along the way to celebrate people who are living those dream lives right here in the Midwest. So join us as we help you ignite your life with passion, purpose, love, and success to ignite your life with Zeal. Hey, welcome to Hope in the Heartland. This is Christy Shell, your host, along with Katie Sandy Smith, who is also with us. Say hello, Katie, Katie. Hey, everybody. And today we are super excited because we are talking about one of our main values or virtues with Hope in the Heartland, and it is that word hope. Today we're talking about hope. Hope in the Heartland isn't just a lyrical thought for us. Hope in the Heartland is really this idea of creating things that not only that we think are possible or that we're optimistically looking at what's possible, but actually actively creating the strategies to get you there. So one of the ways that we really try to foster hope here is through our success of the week. And success of the week is not just about tooting our own horn or saying, look how great Christy's done coaching, but it's helping to inspire you to see what other people are doing, how they have hope and knowing that others have struggles and yet work to overcome it, we hope will inspire you. So Christy, what is our success of the week? So our success for, of the week is um, a past client and is a phenomenal artist, but also a huge hearted person. We met with her, or I met with her when she was in high school. Um, she was a career coaching client looking at her career path. And you'll hear us kind of talk about this often, but the idea that art is a real career or you can find careers in creativity or in people-focused creative fields is a real thing. So when we were in coaching, she chose the career field of art therapist. And the challenge with art therapy is there's not a lot of big jobs in the region and there's and you also have to have a master's degree and there's very few programs in the Midwest or even in Ohio, but it is possible. And so we worked and worked and worked and she just really got right into art therapy. Art therapy was it. So when she went to school, they didn't actually have an art therapy program. So she never gave up and really figured out how to study art and psychology at the same time. So she would be really ready for that. So at graduation, she, you know, wasn't sure she wasn't ready to go get her master's yet. So she decides to go to, um, to work for, um, actually in our next podcast for Kathy Hall, she went to work for her and, um, kind of this, this blend of working in the toy store of being creative and working with kids and kind of helping that along, which is a great first job out, out of college for her. But just this year, we're super excited just a, a few months ago or a few weeks ago, we're super excited that she got a full-time job and it's in for an animation company in Columbus, Ohio. And she is doing phenomenal things. So she starts, even in this last six weeks since she's worked there, she started as a coordinator to kind of organize guests and clients and, you know, events for them. And now she's getting more and more projects. And so it's growing and she's becoming more a part of what she wants to do. Now, do we see that path along the way that that may be where she goes? And this is not her necessarily her end goal. 
but she is working in the art field. It's a real field and she's being um, super productive and getting lots of accolades and experience in that. So the, her journey continues, but her idea of hope and never giving up and being determined and being the best person in the room to get the jobs that has paid off in dividends. And she is the most hopeful and optimistic type of person you can meet. And she just keeps plugging away and making it happen. So that's our success of the week. So let's dive right into the topic. Let's just talk about hope and getting why it's such a critical piece of what we think is the key to a successful and satisfying and meaningful life. The biggest thing I think we kind of just want to talk about when we talk about hope, we are not just talking about optimism. Optimism is an important factor and it will pay off. But hope is something that has a goal that something is actually and really possible and that there's can move forward and actually make something happen is the key to hope. If you don't have that, you really lose everything. That's called depression. When you think that things are hopeless, that is when depression comes. Here's what happens in the Midwest. I really feel like this is a true thing. We are so work ethic focused that we just put your head down, keep working, don't dream. We kind of stifle that dreaming possibility type of thing sometimes. And, and we're giving very kind of negative naysayer messages to ourselves or people around us, whether that's to stay humble or whether that's like it's not a practical solution. And so when we do that, people who are questioning their value or questioning how their life is going to have meaning or purpose start to really question themselves and it creates this kind of perfect storm of I don't know what my life is about because normally in the times when we were just in survival mode you just put your head down and work right so you can make the money to get to get to to feed your family or to feed yourself or whatever and now we don't have those issues as much and we actually naysay people who want to do something different or unique that fits them very well and people get very trapped in their their normal world I actually have a client right now whose father has always naysayed his kind of softer side he is male so his father is kind of naysaying his softer side this guy would be a perfect um, child psychologist or he would be a great coach or something like that but his his father has talked about practicality and problem solving and very engineering trades kind of focus he's not young he's in his like mid-30s and he thinks that he doesn't have possibilities and doesn't know his value. And when he doesn't know his value, he loses hope in what's possible in his life. And he knows that he's just not happy. It's been an amazing opportunity to show him his personality, show him his natural skills, and to celebrate that. I may have been in coaching the first person who's kind of recognized that in him. And so validating him in that way and giving them hope and looking at the career fields that he was naturally drawn to originally but then got very naysayed by his family and him kind of in this depression and it's not a chemical depression and you can have a true chemical imbalance in your body and need to have treatment with medication but oftentimes it's because you haven't found purpose in your life that is what depression is there's some disconnect from what you want in your life (laughs) 
On the work front, what's really interesting about having people who feel hopeless is that we get low motivation or low productivity because they just show up and they're like, why would I work hard? Like, why would I, you know, like I just, I put in my eight hours. Like they're not seeing that there's something better for them in this hard work or that there's some, their life is going to get better from producing better. So you hear this a lot on like factory floors or whatever, people will be like, slow down, you're making us look bad. Right. And an optimistic or a hopeful person, there's a statistic that says they will do days more work than an entire group that works in seven days. Said so they will do a whole day's worth more work in a week than other the others that are not also hopeful so it's really interesting to think about do people see opportunities for themselves from this hard work do people see that their lives can get better from this hard work and that that reminds me of when we work with a production plant and we talk to people about their job and so many of them that had lost hope in the work that they were doing that they didn't see anything making a difference they didn't see any point in talking to anyone because nothing was changing so that lot loss of hope really was hurting the entire place yeah and I think that that was a really consistent factor that we saw when we talked to people that they're like nobody cares about me why should I care about this I have no hope it's going to get better I have no hope in a better life for myself I have no hope in you know moving up here so I'm just going to do what I have to do and go home Well, and it's interesting because we had one key leader in that organization who everybody wanted to work for him. And if he was going to change departments, people wanted to follow him. This, you know, all very antidotal people were sharing these stories with us. And the reason was, is he would help them understand that they had hope and potential and value. And he would work with them to get better and kind of call them or challenge them to do better and stay with them and be with them. And that element of creating hope and that they worked hard and better things would happen was so critical again and it's not just in production plants I think you can find it in you know executive world and in other places all over especially like in schools right we see this with students all the time you're like why do not try hard right it's- yeah I see that much in my students when teaching um, part-time like at the beginning of the semester, so many of them are like full of hope. They'll say, okay, I failed this class before. I'm going to do it this time. And I'll hand out the syllabus. And for me, letting them know that there's hope no matter what happens during the semester. So some of them will, if they have children, their kids will get sick and they'll miss a couple classes. Mm-hmm. Or they will have an assignment they just can't understand or get it right and they'll fail it. And I try to head them off the pass because I'll see it in their face. They'll lose hope that they can do it that they can catch back up, that they can pass. And so instead of trying and saying, okay, I'll get the next one. All right, well, maybe I'll rewrite it. They just give up. Yeah. They don't come back. They don't do anything else. Yeah. They just let it go. Yeah. We give up, but we also stop looking for options, right? They they don't come back and go, hey, can I rework this, you know, in class or in anywhere, right? We were talking about my client. She didn't stop looking for options in her career field. She kept looking and kept, I mean, she probably applied to more places than they can even imagine. And she just kept creating things and adding that to her portfolio. She didn't give up on options. And I think one key thing about that is when you don't 
don't have people in your lives that keep encouraging you or they keep giving you that hope, you're not in this alone type of message. It's really challenging to kind of keep that momentum going. So whether it's a teacher or a parent or a friend or brother or sister or whatever, or your own children, right? How do you help encourage them you going, keep it up and helping them get to like follow through with that because they will see the result in the end and then want to do it again. It's really important that we have cheerleaders in our lives. So what we want to do now is we want to give you some key ways to create and keep hope alive in your own family or or for yourself. For me, when you mentioned this, the first thing that came to mind, and I think maybe it was because I just recently watched a talk that Brene Brown has on Netflix. Yeah, she's so great. She is great. But the first one is, is gratitude. And the idea that a way to help you inspire hope in yourself and others, valuing what you have. Yeah. And so some of that is saying, I have a roof over my head. You know, I... I have people in my life that care about me. I have a job, you know, to to really take the time to be grateful for what you have. And I think Brene Brown talks about this statistically, you know, the data is showing that people that have hope, that have this resilience, they understand how to be grateful and to take time to be thankful. And so when you think about gratitude, it's like, what's good in this moment? what's good about the situation that I'm in. And so really to think also that you have gifts and talents. We naysay ourselves so much or we're so critical and so we compare ourselves to other people. School does this a little bit to us because we get grades. And I remember learning when I was young that oh, everyone can be smart. Everyone can be cute or pretty or personable. And I don't have to compare myself. And I think we don't learn that early enough. And so we're really, so we're not grateful for the gifts or the skills or the talents or the beauty or whatever that we have. And so we want to celebrate that more and more and more. And when we have wins to help that build our confidence a little bit, because that helps us value who we are and how and what's possible because if we can overcome one obstacle we can overcome the next obstacle and so to think about that so to really stop and go how far have I come right Right. maybe you're the first in the family to you know graduate from high school maybe you're the first in your family to get straight A's maybe you are great with horses I don't know but like things that celebrate about yourself because this will create more of a gratitude right I think we don't take time to do that for two reasons one because we have this idea of you need to be humble and that's kind of built in that I can't celebrate my gifts or my talents because that's bragging right and it's an ego thing which um it can be yes if you're doing at the expense of other people but the other reason why I think we don't do that is sometimes we take it for granted right that we think well everybody can do this everybody can do that like it's not a big deal I can do it. Everybody can. And that's just not true. It's not true. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? You have a unique talents and skills that are like other people need, right? And so that's what we need in our lives. So what's what's great about this is like to really stop and pause and say, what's good in this moment? What's good about this situation? And what value do I bring to the situation? What value can I have and contribute to the situation? Because that creates this sense of hope and that I do have some control. And so hope is not about ignoring what sucks. No. But no. finding that there is still good in that, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, I, like, I think people think if bad things have happened to them, they get very stuck in that. Right. Maybe you learned empathy in that. If you're bullied at school, you learn empathy for other people. You learn what it is to be tough and, and what it is to stand up for yourself. So, I mean, there's lessons in all of that. So the second one is surrounding yourself with people who are supportive and encourage you. So are there people in your lives who are on your side? And not just on your side because you're their friend, but they really care about you and they want good things to happen for you. Not only because they should, and people should but because then you're not also alone we learn our value and we learn we learn hope when we have surrounded by other people who are also echoing these messages so if you have people in your lives that kind of repeat that good things are possible they help you think of new solutions they're not naysaying new ideas and they're not always bringing up the negatives or talking about what, what's not possible right in your lives we all know these people media is so negative and we're so inundated with that I have a firm policy at my house is that I don't watch the news and it is for this reason because if I watch you know a half hour of the news I lose hope very quickly and it makes my job very hard to do every day <laughs> but also that I just don't need all that chaos in my head and some people have this innate responsibility or they believe the story that they have to know everything that's going on because they need to impact that they want to impact that but I want to know what that information is impacting on you so you can selectively choose what you look at watch take into your head or life and it, like it's not put it's not about putting your hand in the head in the sand and not knowing that those are happening it is just saying that I know that they're happening but I don't need to be so inundated with them all the time especially if you're like a high empathic person or you like you really have high feeling kind of tendencies to like let that all in your life does not help you at all I think the other side of this is kind of the reverse are you being a person that does that for others right so are you a person who encourages? Now, I'm not talking about crazy and practical things, but are you saying hello to people on the street? Are you complimenting someone when you see them, even if they're a stranger? Are you looking at the teller at the bank in the eye? Or are you just kind of in your own zone? There are ways to make the world feel more positive and more hopeful just by who you are and how you present yourself. I want to be that kind of element of hopefulness for other people so that they're not giving up do I or the people that I surround myself with lift me up do they help encourage me or do I or the people around do we become naysayers to become more negative are you creating more hope in yourself and for other people in your life <laughs> The 
The third one that we want to talk about, about how to create more hope in your life is to kind of have a growth or what's possible mindset to look at what is inspiring. And this is more about having a goal or having a challenge or having a dream and working towards that. When we feel like we don't have those things in our life, we feel like we don't know where we're going or aimlessly like wandering around, people definitely lose hope. So what are you working towards or what are you trying to grow towards or what are you trying to learn? Because some people really believe that they don't have control of their future and they kind of become this victim like, oh, everything, everybody's doing things to me. They're blaming, complaining kind of thing. And so they literally believe that they don't have control of their future to understand that you your actions have consequences and you can make that work for you right. or inactions have consequences even not doing something is a decision right? right and we give up control then we're giving away our control you have control at this point we get very fixed and nothing's possible I don't know how to do that and instead of saying I can learn how to do that or I don't know how to right. do that yet but I'm working on it people we are more most happy when we're in a level of challenge that has meaning or purpose for us we are the the highest level of our satisfaction not watching YouTube although can bring you up that getting very absorbed in that or partying out or other ways that we might numb or kind of walk away from reality. But the challenge of having a goal and knowing that something is bigger possible for you is the seed of hope. So you have to look for inspiration. You have to take time to think about what you want. What do you want to dream about? What, what would be more meaningful or purposeful for you? I have a client who's been working in the banking industry and she hates it, but she keeps thinking nothing else is possible. Nothing else. I can't make anything else happen. And when she starts getting outside and she starts taking some art classes and she starts having to not take care of her whole family because they've grown up or, you know, other brothers and sisters have stepped in to take care of elderly parents or whatever. She has given herself some time to look around and see what's possible and what she personally enjoys and so what's amazing about that is that she's found all these new wonderful things that she loved and that she never allowed herself to explore because they weren't practical or you know I don't have time for that or whatever but now she's kind of exploring she didn't even know what she liked she just went to work at the bank at you know 18 years old and has worked there her whole life and now you know she's lived a huge amount of her life really being sad and depressed because she's like okay this is what I gotta do and when we kind of allow ourselves to get out and explore those kind of things we really kind of see what's possible so we have to get really clear about what we like and what, what we want in in our lives and and what can I do about it I think and when we were talking earlier about this idea of thinking about what's possible some of that is we don't know what we don't know right and so if you don't go out with an open mind and you're looking to learn and find out things You'll never know what could be possible for you. Um, I think people think I'm totally ridiculous. I love to learn stuff about everything. By knowing what's out there, it helps me have hope of what I could do in my in the future, of what could be possible, of what I might like or might not like. And if you don't ever learn or go out there and think about what exists, 
you you don't even know what you could dream of and it's really challenging for very practical people to dream or be creative sometimes and to imagine and in coaching we work a lot with that to kind of help them think about because they trust their experiences they don't necessarily trust a theory or something like that more abstract thoughts and so we want to give them some opportunity to like dream in a more practical way it's this interesting balance of that when we work with clients we put a list of things in front of them because they couldn't like think of oh yeah i was you know, I did love to garden with my grandpa when I was a kid. So when they see a list that will help them remember, because sometimes people are very, you know, very literal and they're very practical in their thinking. So we really have to, you know, get some other people in our lives that kind of help us think and, and look at things differently for this reason. More practical, literal people, they don't encourage this kind of abstract thinking. Vice versa, if you're a creative person, the tactical, literal kind of hands-on piece, it doesn't translate either way. And so it's interesting to think about what kind of support does someone need? And so to being aware to like looking at what do I need creative support? Do I need someone to help me dream? Or do I need like a practical options and, um, and what's possible kind of in a more practical way? It doesn't have to be all dreamy, but it can be, it needs to definitely like fit that person. Well, I think, and both of those things, I think spawn hope in people. Yes. Um, for some people, they need the dream that there's all these possibilities and that they could do any number of these and get creative and get outside the box. And then other people need to see, okay, yes, you, you're a crazy dreamer for me. Like I need someone that's practical, like, okay, that's what you want to do. Here's where you can go to learn about that. Here's a program that talks about that. Here's someone that actually does that job. And that inspires hope that, oh, people are actually doing this. This yeah. is practical. It's not just all in my head. And I think that's that's hope inspiring as well both those pieces yeah so that and to go back to that concept of like hope is not just Pollyannish there's this actual goal that we are working towards and that there's possibilities in dreaming but the reality of that it can be very real Are you helping yourself or the people around you create more hope in your life? Are you thinking about what's possible? Are you surrounding yourself with people who want to help build dreams and make them real and practical? And are you finding value in what you have around you? These are the key ways to create hope and to create a way to build hope in other people. I, I honestly believe like we need a revolution of people like supporting other people to make thing, new things happen being there for people encouraging people finding dreams and making them happen and seeing what's really possible in your life will help this issue and so that's what this podcast is all about how do we create hope in our heartland or in this area of the country and how we want you to be a part of that so please join us in doing this kind of on a everyday basis and thinking about that and being very intentional so thank you for listening this is Christy 
Christy Shell from Hope in the Heartland with Katie Sandy Smith. And we will catch you next time on our next podcast. We will ha- be having Kathy Hall, who is the owner and founder of Topsy Turvy Toys, which is a regional toy store. And talk about hope and hard work. This girl has got it all going on. So really enjoyed that, that interview. And we want to keep encouraging you to have hope in your heart. Thank you.